your work in us. We thank you, Father God, that your angel armies protect your people. We thank you, Father God, that you hear us when we call, that you hear us when we pray. And this morning we declare your goodness. And it's based on that goodness of your faithfulness in the past that we continue to believe that you're going to be faithful in the now. And Lord, we thank you for that today. We're praying, Lord, that you continue to show yourself faithful in the now and in the future, and you continue to do a work in this church, Lord God, that we believe you for infinitely more, Lord God, for our families, infinitely more for our lives, infinitely more for our careers, infinitely more for our church, Lord God. We are believing you for infinitely more this year. We're believing you for an, an amazing and powerful year, only because of your power that we sang about today, because your power can do it through us, Lord. And we need your Holy Spirit. We need your Holy Spirit to fill us, Lord God, so that we can be changed agents in our world, so that we can make a difference in the harvest field. We thank you, Father God, for your goodness. You are worthy of our praise because of your past faithfulness to us. And we're, you're worthy of our praise because of your present goodness to us. We woke up this morning, Lord. We woke up. We took a breath. Lord, your, your, your grace, your mercy is all over us this morning. And so, Father, you're worthy of our praise for what you're going to do in the future as well. Lord, we give you praise in advance of what you're going to do. We thank you for all of that today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 God bless you. You can go ahead and uh, take your seats for this morning's announcements. We have a baby behind me. It's so good to have you. Uh, my name is Pastor John, and a uh, good place to be on a Sunday morning, announcing the Lord, worshiping Him. And uh, let me hear you this morning as we worship. There's something powerful happening when God's people come together to worship. And I want to welcome any of you who may be guests with us this morning. Perhaps you're watching online and you're new here to this church. If you can take a few moments, there's a connection card right in front of you. And just take a few moments to fill that out. We'll drop it right in the offering box on the way out. We want to be able to connect with you. Of course, if you have any questions about our church, we want to be able to answer those for you. And also on the back, you'll notice that there's a, a space for you to write prayer requests. And we've been going over and, and praying on Thursday nights for the requests and needs of our church. And we've seen a lot of answers to prayer. And uh, I think sometimes just writing your prayer request down on that card gives us another step of faith to say, I want people to pray for me and to believe with me over the things that I'm going through right now. So don't hesitate if you have a need to put it on the back of that connection card so that we can be praying for that need. We want to be a church that, uh, that cares for our community. We want to be able to pray for you and uh, continue to believe with you over the things that you're praying for, those breakers that you're praying for in this next year. Also, just want to uh, remind you, last, last week we showed a video, but over, uh, last year as a Hope Restored store, which is our store that takes in uh, all kinds of furniture and different home decor items, cleans them, fixes them, repairs them, puts them in a store, so we, uh, we don't really have any overhead when it comes to inventory. And we give uh, we all of our profits, everything that we make in that store, back to the community. So we give it to a lot of different organizations that are serving people with needs in our community over this past year. And we gave away over $12,000 store community and different uh, community endeavors. And that's been huge. And I believe God is really working and moving through that now, uh, last, I, I think, over the past two years that we've been open, we've given just under $22,000 to those organizations, 2160 or something like that. You know, we can ask for $40 and we'll see how much we get. But we, uh, you know, we, we are privileged to be able to give to our community because we want to show 
this is a way that we're doing it as a church. If you want to be involved in that, if you want to be plugged in, uh, we, we're only open three days a week, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Uh, we're looking for three-hour shifts, you know, so we're actually going to be meeting this after service today to talk about hours, but typically our shifts are 11 to 1 and 1 to 3. And if you would like to be a part of that, serving our community, helping those in need in our community, if you could write on the back of your connection card that I'm interested in, in Hope Restored and helping out, uh, please let us know that. Make sure your contact information is on there so that we can contact you after that and uh, be able to talk to you about maybe how we can even fit into the program that you're doing. Now this year, as a church, you, you hear me talking about it, you're probably going to be sick of me talking about it by the end of all of this, but this year we're praying that God will do infinitely more in our lives, in our families, and in our church. I believe this is a scripture passage that God has brought me to to pray over this congregation. It is a prayer that Paul speaks over the Ephesians church in Ephesians 3, 14 through 21. And my challenge to you is to take a challenge and to pray over this year. Begin to pray the scripture passage over your personal life. Begin to pray the scripture passage over your home and your family. Begin to pray the scripture passage over our church. And let's see what God can do. If he can do infinitely more than we're asking, then I think we're headed for a good year this year, 2023, amen? Because if he can do more and we're asking, we're doing the asking, we're doing the part, we're doing the praying part. And I'm believing that God wants to do some great things through us. And maybe just as important, we need to believe that he wants to give us more. That he wants to do more through us. That he wants to do more in and through our lives. Now, there was certainly a time in my life where I struggled to believe that God wanted to give me anything. That God wanted to give me more. In my senior year of high school, I believed that nothing good would ever come in my life. Only bad things happened. This season of my life was a very dark season. I struggled to believe that God even cared about me, that he cared about what I was going through. A lot of family stuff going on. And the lives of the people who knew me, I, I believe, were, would be better off without me. I certainly didn't, didn't believe that God wanted to do infinitely more in and through me and my parents. Definitely not infinitely more than I could ever ask or imagine. other people, it wasn't for me. I wanted other people to experience that, but I just assumed that, I mean, I just didn't believe it for myself. And don't we all struggle with this? Do we struggle with the belief that God wants to give us more? That God wants to do more through us? That God wants something different in our lives? More than we could ever ask or imagine? believe God for infinitely more, especially if we can't believe for ourselves. What more do we need? You know, for me, in those dark moments, it was prayer. It was God's word. It was many tears that brought me out of that darkness, you know? The darkness I was living in. And this morning, I want to talk about the need for more of God's word. More of God's word. Because often this becomes the foundation that helps you get through those times where it feels like you're not getting through. This
This is the thing that brings truth to a situation when that's all we can hear in our lives that are being spoken into our hearts. Now the enemy out there telling you that you're worthless or telling you that you don't deserve it. You don't deserve me. You don't deserve all that God has for you. You're too bad. You you've done too many things. There's no way that God can use you. That God can work in you. See, when it's difficult to determine what's really true, we need to turn to God's word. When we're struggling to believe, we turn to God's word. When things are not turning out the way that we think that they should go, where do we turn? When we need physical, spiritual, and mental healing, where do we turn? We turn to God's word. When our faith is weak, we have all been there. None of us have all full-time faith all the time, right? There are moments where our faith is weak. Where do we turn? God's word. When we struggle to find answers, we turn to God's word. And when we need to be encouraged, Give me the last one. Where do we turn? God's word. God's word. See, we need more of God's word in our lives. We need to read it. Some of you who maybe aren't readers, you can now listen to it on your phone. We need to meditate on it, pray it. We need to begin to declare God's word because God's word is living and active. The words in here are powerful when we speak them into existence, when we speak them out of our mouth. We declare. That's why we sing some of the songs we sing. Because we want to declare what God can do in our lives. We need to learn it. We need to memorize it. This is important to our faith. We need more of God's word. Let's read about how, how important it is this morning. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 through 17. It says, All scripture is inspired by God. Other versions will say, God breathed, inspired by God, and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. You see, we need more of God's word to show us what is true. That's the first part of this passage, to show us what is true. Now, I see over the last couple of years, we have seen a lot of divisiveness and anger in our nation. We no longer know who we can trust, what is true, what is false, what is being misrepresented. Sometimes it's hard to know who to believe, who we can trust, regardless of the news station we watch. The 24-hour news channels just continue to feed and manufacture waves of some kind. See, but in the middle of all this, God's word becomes the anchor to our soul. God's word becomes the truth when we feel like we can't believe anything or anyone else. So we don't have to be tossed around by every wave of opinion or every thought. See, God's word encourages us. In fact, God's word commands us to give each other grace when we may disagree. Especially in the church. We live in unity. To live peaceably as much as we are able together. Honestly, I think we've done a pretty good job at this here at church. Where we could be divided over politics or 
political parties or vaccinations or masking or no masking. My encouragement to you is that we would make the kingdom of God our priority. Our first allegiance goes to the kingdom of God. When all of this started, he said to you, don't be distracted by all that worldly nonsense. Because God has a bigger purpose in all of this, and he wants to use us. And if we get distracted by all those things, we're not going to be doing what he's called us to do. St. Augustine said it best. He said, in essentials, unity. In non-essentials, liberty. And in all things, charity. And when I think about truth, like, it reminds me of when Pilate was standing before Jesus and he asked the question, what is truth? Many in our nation can say the same thing. What is truth? It doesn't seem like anybody really knows what it is these days. Who can we trust? tell us the truth. And how do we even know what truth is? This is what happens when we say that there is no absolute truth but your truth. <laughs> if when one person's truth contradicts another person's truth, where does that lead? It leads you to the mess in the locker room this week. I think the truth of that is ourselves in truth. Because this becomes our foundation, it becomes our anchor, it becomes the thing that we go to when we're not sure what is true. In the Bible it says that he sent his Holy Spirit to guide us into all truth. We have two ways of finding God's truth, in the Spirit and in his word. People find their quest for truth taking them to strange places, questioning identity, hot in addictions, believing conspiracy theories, and having no belief at all. See, we need to be in God's Word to allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us. See, this was breathed by the Holy Spirit. This was given to us by the Holy Spirit. And so when we read it, we say, Holy Spirit, please help me to understand. Please help me to apply this to my life. We see the Holy Spirit beginning to work in and through us in that way. Because the Holy Spirit Holy Spirit of God, leave men of God to write the word. John 14, 26 says, But when the Father sends the advocate, which is the Holy Spirit, as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and he will remind you of everything I told you. I might as well say it again just to kind of cap it off. That is the Holy Spirit. We need a daily dose of God's word so that we can discern what is true about our lives, so that we can discern what is true about our culture, so that we can discern what is true about who we are as people of God. This is our manual. This is our only way of knowing. This is where the Holy Spirit teaches us and often reminds us of what God has said. Reminding means it's something you already know. You have to read it so that the Holy Spirit can bring it back for remembrance, right? When the enemy tries to lie to us, we can counter the lies with God's truth. You see, one of the first acts of Satan in Genesis was to question what God said. Did God really say? Is what the enemy asked. Begin to question God's word. 
and he didn't even begin it. And he uses the same tactic with Jesus when he brings Jesus to try to tempt him. He uses God's word but twists the meaning. See, when the enemy says you don't deserve anything from God, never mind infinitely more, you deserve nothing. You can remind them that you are forgiven, that you are changed, that you are a child of God, and that God wants to give good gifts to his children. So when the enemy tries to tell you that you're not worth it, that you don't deserve infinitely more, you're children of God, and God wants to give good gifts to his children. I don't know about you, but I need to constantly be reminded about God's promises for me. Maybe you're in the same boat. I need to read it. I need to hear it. I need to pray it. I need to declare it. I need to remember it. I need to continue to let it flow in me so that I don't get led astray. Why? Because we need more of God's word to show us what is true. We need more of God's word to show us what is wrong in our lives. Verse 16, to make us realize what is wrong in our lives, it corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. It's like a mirror. When we read God's word, we look into the mirror and it tells us what's not right. It also tells us how to get right. God's word also tells us how to stay right. right? It tells us what's not right, how to get right, and then how to stay right. See, a Christ follower who studies the Bible and applies what they learn will grow in their faith and avoid many of the pitfalls of the world. I was listening to a podcast the other day with John Maxwell. And he said, most people want to go through life. I want to grow through life. Most people want to go through life. I want to grow through life. And that's part of what that looking in the mirror does. We look at ourselves. We see what's there, and we see the areas, the things that we need to improve in us. This is how we grow in our faith. This is how we can grow to expect infinitely more as God's working in our lives. This is where we allow the Holy Spirit and His Word to change us, to make us different. Again, everybody's surprised to be different around this time of year, right? First of the year, resolutions, I want to change this, I want to make improve this, I don't want to do this anymore, I want to start doing this. When we look in the mirror, we have all kinds of things we would like to do to improve ourselves, to improve our situation. We need more of God's word to show us what's wrong in our lives so that we can continue to grow, continue to improve, continue to grow in our lives, not just go through it. If we do not do this, our faith will continue to be weak. It will continue to be immature.
he was speaking to a, a tourist one day and having a conversation with him about the land. This tourist left with him a New Testament. So he began to take that New Testament for himself and he just began to read. He's looking for deeper knowledge. He was reading God's word with eagerness, something he'd never done before for himself. The parish priest noticed that he hadn't been in church lately, so he stopped by to see what was going on with Patrick. Pat, he asked, what is, what is that book that you're reading? It's a New Testament, he replied. The priest was horrified, and he exclaimed, the New Testament? Well, Pat, that's not a good book for you. Especially for that son. You're going to get all kinds of wild notions in there. You're going to start running into heresy. His response was, but your witness. I have just been reading here the blessed apostle Peter himself who wrote it, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. I'm afraid you're trying to go by yourself sometimes. <laughs> so I can't see any harm in reading the New Testament. Ah, said the priest, it's perfectly true, Patrick, that you need the milk of the word, but the Almighty has appointed the clergy to be the milkman. Clergy are the ones who go to college. They're the ones who go to seminary. They're the ones who find out the meaning of the word so that they can tell everybody else what it means and make sure that there are no misunderstandings about what the word says. Well, sure, your reverence, said Pat. You know, I keep a cow of me own out in the farm. And when I was sick some time ago, I had to hire a man to milk the cow. And I soon found that he had been stealing half the milk and filling the bucket up with water. And I was getting weak milk. Now that I am well again, I have let him go, and I'm milking my own cow, and it's so rich that I'm getting the cream of the word of the rich cream. And your reverence, when I was depending on you for milk, I was coming and getting watered down Sunday after Sunday. Now I'm taking my own cow and enjoying the cream of the word all the time. What do we do the same as of us get into God's word for ourselves. And we allow the Holy Spirit to lead and direct us into all truth and to show us what it means. First Peter 2 2 is the, the passage that Patrick referenced in this. It's like newborn babies, we must pray pure spiritual milk so that we will grow into the full experience of salvation. Cry out for this nourishment, the strong desire. I love the words, cry out for this nourishment. Many of you who have been around a crying baby, you know that that baby will continue to cry until you figure out what it needs or what the baby needs. There's such a strong desire when we go after God's word that we are not going to be satisfied until our needs are met. Until the things that we're praying for, the things that we're believing for, we're going to continue to we want to draw closer to God in His Word. We want to speak His Word. We want to declare His Word over our lives. And you will not stop until you see change. You will not stop crying out until you receive that nourishment. Until you see God working in and through you. You see, we need more of God's Word to show us what is wrong in our lives. Not to beat us up. Not to punish us. But to bring change. 
us improve. And lastly, we need more of God's word to prepare the place. Verse 17 says, God used it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. So his word is there to prepare us to do the work that he's called us to do. It's a training manual for followers of Christ. Not sure what to do? Check the manual. You know what you usually do? Can't figure it out yourself? Which we always, always especially guys, we, we try to do it first on our own, and then when we can't figure it out, we finally go to the manual. You need to know that you have a purpose or a call in your life? Check the manual. Okay, we're stretching about that part. And what we should be doing. So the Word of God prepares and equips believers so that they can live lives pleasing to God and do the work that he has called them to do. To do the work that he's called them to do. Make sense there. And the better we know the word, the better we're able to live it out and to work for God. See, the purpose of reading God's word is not just for doctrine. The purpose of reading God's word is not just to be able to defend our faith. It's, those are both good things. The ultimate purpose is the equipping of believers who read it. Equipping you for life, equipping you for service, equipping you to be witnesses that we talked about last week. It is the Word of God that prepares the people of God to do the work of God. The Word of God prepares the people of God to do the work. So we need more of God's Word to show us what is true. We need more of God's Word to show us what is wrong in our lives. And we need more of God's Word to prepare and equip us. And what happens if we begin to stand on that foundation of God's Word? What happens if we begin to, to read God's word in that way? When we establish ourselves there, we will know the truth and not be deceived. We will grow in our faith and we will not waver in the storm's coming. We will be equipped to do all that God has called us to do and see God work in us in ways that we never thought possible, in ways we could never ask or imagine. We will be filled with more of the Holy Spirit and we'll do more of others. So when we go after more of God's word, I believe we will receive more from God, infinitely more than we could ever ask him And I don't believe it because I said it. I don't believe it because I made it up. I believe it because that's what God says. That's what God's word speaks to us. And it's something that we can grab a hold on to. That's the anchor that can hold on to. Jesus, I pray that in this year, as we're believing you for more, as we're believing that you can do infinitely more than we ask or imagine, as we begin praying that over our, our homes, our families, our church, our lives, we're believing you for great things. But Lord, we also know that what we pray for, what we declare, needs to be grounded in your word, needs to be the truth that we're declaring. And Lord, we want to believe your truth. We want to believe what your word says about our lives. And we know that you want to give us infinitely for your purposes, for your glory, not our own. And this morning we come before you and we ask that today you would help us if we have struggled with this in the past, Lord God, that we make your word a priority in this year, believing that you are going to do great and mighty and powerful things in this year in and through us. As we do, and as we put your word first, Lord God, as we make your word a priority in our lives, 
Help us to be able to discern what is true and what is a lie. What is true and what is being misrepresented. Help us to grow in our faith. Help us to reveal the areas of our lives where we need to do some work. May we allow your Holy Spirit to work in and through us and change us in those areas that we need to improve. And Lord, all of these things, you don't just bring these things to surface and quench us. That's not your purpose. But we bring these things to the surface because you're equipping us to do what you've called us to do. You're equipping us to do everything that you still have us on this planet, this earth, to do. So Father, I pray that as a church, as we pray over our lives, our families' lives, our church's life, we pray that these men and women love you, love your word, Is the desire for more glory in our lives. We do it in your name and through your sweet holy name. As we begin to grow, as we begin to equip, as we begin to learn, change us. We pray. We pray it today. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 This morning, if you're here this morning,
watching on my YouTube channel, the Jesus Show, and you can see you know, the commitment to you and talk to you about this morning about this decision, what the next steps need to be. But also, I'll let you know that there's this thing called Jupiter. You talk about the importance of Bible reading. There's an app called Jupiter. You can get right on your phone. I have it on my phone. I have devotions that I read every day. And you get God's word in you so that you get, you get something out of it. So that you begin to speak God's word over your life, which is all the negative influences in our world. I want to encourage you to download the Jupiter app. And when you do that, look for a devotion called First Steps to Live with Jesus. That will be the first step for you to continue to grow in your faith beyond this day. And I ask the congregation this morning to stand as I pray a blessing over you. And I am praying the same thing that I have been praying over this church. And this morning, we're going to make it personal. We're going to read it together because this is going to be your proclamation, your declaration today. So let's read it together over your life. I'll start in verse 14. When I think of all this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower me with inner strength through his Holy Spirit. Then Christ will make his home in my heart as I trust in him. My roots will grow down into God's love Keep me strong, and I may have the power, and may I have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep His love is. May I experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then I will be made complete with all fullness of life and power. From God. Now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within me to accomplish infinitely more than I might ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. God bless you. We're praying it over you and your home and this church. Have a great Sunday. We'll see you next week.
Thank <laughs> you. 
Can I get a
Well, it's, it's gotten worse just since then. No, it's fine. It's gotten worse. It's gotten worse. 